morning, good night. Yeah. Welcome to the show, what a wonderful delight. Uh. Yeah, Patsy and T Rods, better chop up on the mic. Just sit back, have a laugh, catch a vibe, and enjoy the ride. Yeah. Today's episode of the T Ross podcast is presented by the greatest hydration in the world. Terrence, what is it? It's A game. It is A game. You are right. Drink it when you've been sweating a lot. You drink it when you're hungover a lot. You drink it whenever you need something to quench your thirst. A game has essential vitamins. Go check out A game at drinkingagame.com. Go pick up something on Amazon. Strawberry lemonade, baby. Yes. Favorite. 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 I ain't gonna lie. It's fire. All right, shout out to A-Game. Everybody go check them out. Well, welcome to the off-season, man. I know. It's just, it's finally here. It's it's over. The, the hard part is, is done, hopefully. <laughs> it's been a while since we talked, man. I've, uh, obviously, your season's come to an end. Um, I was in New Orleans. New Orleans, however you say it. Um, New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. I ran into a bunch of people that knew you, actually. That yeah, we knew, actually. Yeah, that we knew together. First, the first person I ran into was uh, David. Um, David Lee or David Gale? Gal. 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 Yeah. We had yeah. him on an episode. Yeah, yeah really. we had him on a podcast yeah. with Patrick Patterson. Patty. Uh, Patty. Patty. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ran into him. Ran into Emil Jefferson. Yeah, he's coaching down there. They well, they, they they lost, and then I, he was I out. Yeah. He's out. He's out at the bar at like. Oh yes. Like, so they do it. My guy. Dude. New Orleans is an interesting place. I've never been there. I've been there too many times. And not to diss anybody from there, but I just could never. I, I would not no, want to be there. Bro. No, it's, it, it's a tough place to be. If you're not from there, like yeah. it's going to be hard to, re- to readjust, bro. I, every time I go to New Orleans, I always see something like crazy and fucked up. Like, <laughs> every single every, time. That was every night that we were out. For so, sure. yeah, bro. Like as, the, the one thing I noticed this year from going there, we uh, we flew in. We're driving on the buses. We're on the highway. You, you, like, when you're driving on the highway, there's like the little river canals that kind of yeah, like, yeah. feed on the side of it. Kid you not, bro. I saw like a homeless camp. And this is all in the span of us going 60 miles on a bus for about like maybe 400 yards. I've seen this all play out a freaking homeless camp. And there was like a dude, there was like two guys in the lake or in the river, waist deep, like bathing themselves next to a tent. I was dumbfounded. I was like looking at that, like, that's not what I'm seeing. I'm looking around at anybody else to see if they're seeing what I'm seeing and everybody on their phone and stuff. I'm just like, that's weird. (laughs) And there's been other times you're pulling up to the hotel and there's like a homeless dude peeing or pooping on the side of the building, bro. Yeah, like weird shit every time I go there. So New Orleans is a different type of place. Dude, different. Uh, it's like after a couple of days, it's rough. But not, yeah, it was fun though. Good the, the, the good food, the final four was really good. I mean, it was crazy in there. You know, it's like yeah. Coach K's funeral. Um, they Jeez. people were just. I mean, it was emotional. It was a lot. It was a lot of emotions oh, in the air. After after North Carolina won, bro, it it was people a were hot house. People were yeah, hurt. it was people were very hurt, and then like the party was crazy downtown because yeah. just Tar Heel fans thought they won the the, the finals. That yeah. was that was yes, the championship. Yes. And speaking of that, we ran into Hansborough actually that night too. So Psycho T, we gotta get him on the podcast. He, he was walking right down the middle of the street. It was funny. Uh, <laughs> My boy's oh, wearing a, a Tar Heel, so like everyone was coming up. I was literally just speaking to Tyler during the tournament too. That's so funny on Instagram. Yeah, but everybody's there. All the alumni are probably in town. All the alumni. Yeah, it was all, a big one. 
It was a big one, and it was. And you had four huge teams. Like these aren't like one Cinderella team got in. It was all like major D ones that were in it. So you know that their whole fan base probably just gonna flood the whole city. Oh, flood flood the city, bro! It's insane. Like there's chants everywhere. Everyone's chanting. Everyone's just. Yeah, it's it's, it's college, college. Yeah, yeah. So so where were you guys sitting? Like how close were you to that? So so the first night we got because it's the final four. There's two games. It's a little. It was a little more expensive, but we were like up top. High. Oh yeah, nosebleeds. Because yeah, the Super massive, right? Massive, massive, massive. Yeah. And like, bro, since it was Coach K's like last game, like the dude, the tickets like close were like five, ten oh, k yeah. each per like, ticket. Yeah, yeah, per no, ticket. No. And so it was like, so we didn't do that. But then like, so the whole plan was we were gonna go down, leave Monday morning, get home, watch the finals. Yeah. On TV, you know, we you know mm-hmm. three days, you know, going out, you know, it's, it's plenty plenty um yeah for sure North, so absolutely. we wake up at our airbnb and our airbnb is kind of off the path we, it looked, airbnb in we thought it looked we thought it looked we thought it looked nice on there it's like yeah this is this looks nice and we showed up we're like whoa okay this way is different huh? it was in the hood um yeah yeah it's new orleans well it's close it was close to bourbon yeah exactly it's um, cursed to bourbon street yeah once you get <laughs> off of bourbon once it's literally that downtown one two block yeah, stretch it, no yeah outside of that it's it's, it's bad yeah, yeah. Like so yeah the place we stay was like that um, six world. yeah so we get in our uber though monday morning uh start going to the airport my my homie's like oh dude our flights got delayed till 9 p.m it's six o'clock in the morning 9 p.m like what the so we, turn, so we turn around go go back to bed um wake up have to get out of the airbnb and they're like our flight's canceled oh. because the alaska pilots are striking right now no so they're having like a new contract so they're like they they canceled like three thousand flights over the weekend for alaska um so we're like oh my gosh so we wake up pilots so we wake up and my homie's like yo they just said we can get uh we can go stay at any uh hotel just as long as it's not a five star and we get to stay like we we get another day here and we're like all right and then so we yeah, so we're like, all right, we're staying, we're staying downtown. We're like, we get yeah. a four star, we stay at the Hilton right down the water. Like, yeah, we get a workout in sauna. We're feeling a lot better. We were like really depressed. We're like, let's get home, oh, get us geez. home. And then it was like back up, and they were like, look at tickets, and the tickets are like way cheaper for this game. Yeah, because of like, there's no four fan yeah, bases, not the coach yeah. gay. So then we ended up sitting like twenty rows up, pretty close in the Kansas yeah. section, and it was wild. It was wild. It was, it was nice. Like, did you see any Kansas players walking around? Marantown, yeah. Well, so so when we first walk in, bro, we walked under our street seats and we're across from the kansas bench yeah and we just hear like a roar across like what is going on like someone's walking down that's famous yeah and it's paul pierce and he's turned and he's just going doing this go, and, he, yeah. and then he's like walking down everyone's shaking him up it takes him like 20 minutes to get down there then he goes to like the edge of the rail and just yells to the student section they go wild and they're yeah. like Talks i seen Aaron, paul yeah they're, they're all those people were there I, like it was yeah it was insane. wait you said you saw who aaron miles was there Air Miles, okay. Air Miles, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it's cool. There, I mean, there's a lot of people. Obviously, all the alumni. From I didn't Kansas, watch. All the, I, don't, I don't think I watched any of the NCAA tournament this year. Probably, probably eight minutes total between four yeah. games I flipped through. Yeah. So and oof, how was the game? I mean, I know one, but it was, it was the biggest comeback ever in history. So really, was, yeah, they're down 15 at half. And you're but, sitting in the Kansas section. Yeah, they were, dude, so, it was so funny. So they start off 10-0, and the people in front of me, it's like all these, like, middle-aged, like, yeah. 40-year-old, like, diehard Kansas fans. Yeah. And they, like, they all came in a big group, and they're, like, they, like, sw- start switching seats because they're getting superstitious. He's, like, oh, I got to come back down here. And then at halftime, they're, like, all sad. And they're, like, mm-hmm. we got to change it up. Change up the order again. Like, they'd put on, like, the Jarrell Arthur jersey, and then, like, <sighs> North Carolina would score two buckets. He rips it off. He's, like, rips it off. Yeah. Nope, nope. 
Dude, they did they, it until they won, though. So that's dude. Oh yeah. The, so you guys are pretty much the. It was funny charm. just sitting in like yeah. I mean, I'm not really a diehard like that for any. Like I'm like I just like to watch good basketball. But yeah, you like Seahawks if you're a diehard. Yeah, yeah, people. but but it, yeah, I'm just like when you see people with their alma mater, they're like dude, they're. They go crazy. I'm not. They a go crazy. Yeah, that, that's not. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I enjoy like watching Idaho and want them to win, but like, I'm not it's like. Not, you're not like. It's so different because, like, think about it. We went to college for a sport, so it wasn't like we. You were like the biggest UW fan growing up. Like no, a lot, like absolutely. a lot of. It wasn't like, like, like I grew up in that town. Exactly. Like think about yeah. think about Kansas. Yeah, exactly. You grew up in Kansas, and you're like always loved Kansas for your whole life, and then you go to school there. And it's like even more. Yeah, and it's sure. like, if that was us, we'd be diehard. Yeah, University, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Portland pilot fans. Like, <laughs> yeah, but that's no. I so, get, so I, I it's so that. different. So yeah. Like that. yeah, yeah, it's so different to us. Like, I, I played are, in the I played in the pros way longer than I played in yeah. college. So it's and it's great. like, do you hate Washington State like that? Probably not. Just you're not like a look. I I understand it. Yeah, understand you understand it. Exactly. I, exactly. I understand it fine. I understand it great. But I mean, am I going to make some <laughs> rash decisions over it? Probably not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Exactly. exactly. But like I said, like we said, off-season time is here, bro. I I know we kind of been slacking on the podcast a little bit, but we're probably going to do more yeah. content, more everything that's yeah, a little more free time. This season was like long, bro. It was long. long. And it was long because it was like the first time coming back from 82 since like everything happened yeah so this is actually like our real first summer since the pandemic popped off that's true so this is like it's sorry um this is like very relaxing and this is this is a long time coming i'll put it that way are you gonna are you guys gonna go on vacation here shortly i mean i'm you know it's weird bro usually we have things planned up like during the season like so we're leaving two three days after but i think with the pandemic we kind of got out of whack so we haven't planned anything yet so i think yeah. we're, we're we're in the process of doing that now but i think for the next week or two like we'll probably be here i don't really yeah, have anything sure. to do like yeah i'm in full dad mode now like i had to go read yeah. my daughter's uh classroom earlier today <laughs> and it, yeah I'm, it's it's back tom brady could never he'd be like <laughs> nope going back to work out fuck this <laughs> it's crazy it is crazy you get in a routine like that and then it's like a totally different routine yeah, bro. And like, I'm starting, and it's cool. Like, I've been doing both for a long time now. So I'm, yeah. I feel like it's easier to get back in the swing of things. But like, bro, during the season, I'm so discombobulated. Like, I had no idea. Like, we have this this app called Teamworks that we kind of keep up with. And like, it literally tells you what you have going on the next day. So like, I never yeah. look at anything further yeah. than a day ahead. Bro, I literally thought today was Friday. Yeah. Like, and I know with being back at home and not traveling and picking up my kids from school, this and that, I'll be back to you know relaxation in no time but exactly. it is the summer of george i will be doing i'll be learning how to play guitar i'll be learning <laughs> how to i'll be doing streams all throughout the summer we'll be doing more podcast content we'll be doing a whole bunch of so i can get back into doing what we love to do we got to get out to la too and get some guests in studio out there again yeah yeah for sure for sure for and sure. i've been talking to some other guests so we'll, we'll be getting um guests uh guests on for sure um yeah what was your takeaway from this weekend's fights? I mean, there was a stat card. I didn't even know. My homies hit me up. I always have the homies over for fights. Yeah. Um, they hit me up, and I was like, oh, dang, I didn't even realize it. It was fight. It was big. It was actually a pretty big card tonight. So, who, I mean, it was the uh, – I mean, the first Burns. one was the Burns one, which was an unbelievable fight. Yeah, Burns. That, that, uh, 
Yeah, it was a good fight. Looking back on it, it was a really good fight. It was entertaining, but just just seeing what you know, Kamzat does majority of his fights, and he just ragdolls people. I think a lot of people were expecting him to do that against Burns, and I get it. It's a completely different jump in competition all the way to second, but it was a good fight because at the end of the day, he still won, so it doesn't matter. Well, um, but yeah, I, I, th- I I think he thought that Burns was um like the wrestling takedown stuff yeah. is going to be a lot easier on Burns yeah. and it wasn't. So then it ended no. up being a slugfest and Burns yeah. is like a psycho, bro. He was just taking hits, but he's throwing that heavy right and you no, had to be yeah, careful. But did you, you see the way to... he was, he, bro, Cosmo was taking that on the chin and was like oh, yeah. still in the pocket, like still focused on trying to knock this dude out with the next punch. And that's the other thing. The dude has a crazy chin, bro. Because oh, yeah. like, even he, he got hit and you could tell he was stunned a little bit, but he was never wobbled. He was never chicken leg. He was not like, he might've been hurt a little bit, but he was ready to keep going. And that was a crazy mix. So here's a crazy story. So Mike, right? MCW, he's out here. He went Mike out Carter to, Williams, your yeah, teammate. Big MMA guy, big UFC fan. Like he's involved in that whole community and all that, right? So he goes out there. He goes out to see. It's in Jacksonville, by the way. So he goes out to see the guys a couple, couple like a day before the oh, fight. Oh, yeah, that fight was in Jacksonville. Yeah. Well, I was going to go, but it's just we had a game the next day. It was long drill. I didn't want to do it. But Mike goes out there. He's up hanging out with Darren Till and Cosmot. <laughs> Uh, and then he's talking to his trainers and this and that. And then, you know, his trainers are showing him videos of Cosmo, like, wrestling, like, way bigger dudes, like, heavyweights, bro. Like, he, uh, they showed him sparring with um, Alexander uh, Gustafson, oh, which dude. is a light heavyweight, 6'4", like, 230, like, 220. Like, he's a really, really big yeah. guy. And he, that's who he trains with. Because, you know, when... Cosmo, where is he? He's from uh, the Chechen, Chechen somewhere. Yeah, but Albert. doesn't he? Doesn't he? Doesn't he rep oh, Sweden? Yeah. So he, so when the war broke out in Chechen, he had to move to Sweden. That's where he grew up, and then okay. that's how he ended up eventually beating, you know, Alexander way down the line. But that's he's just he's a different type of guy, bro. And Mike said, you know, his trader said that Cosmo has so many different plans for UFC. Like he's not only trying to win a belt in this division, but he's potentially trying to work himself all the way up to try to get a heavyweight belt. Think about that, bro. And like, and he was just like during his training camps, you know, his trainer was like, bro, I can't have welterweights train with him. It's just, he just goes too hard. He's just a way bigger guy. Like I have him train light heavyweights and heavyweights on a regular basis. So he gets that grappling, he gets that, uh, you know, that competitive edge going. But they're like, yeah, a lot of the times we just have to settle them down before fights. Like you see the way he ran into the, he ran all the way from the tunnel to the octagon. Like you need to chill, bro. You're about to go into a Three round fight with a bona fide <laughs> slugger, like yeah, you guys say that energy. You can tell he kind of had that that energy dump during the, the middle of the fight, but I mean, all in all, it was cool. It, that that, it was, that cool. was a that was a really good fight. The Aljamain one, I mean, Aljamain, I think he learned. I don't understand, no, bro. I'm okay. sorry, we had Aljo on the show, right? And he's a cool fighter and all, but he just gave me that that vibe of like just kind of like an asshole almost. Like he's had like a super like he seemed like he just didn't want to be on the podcast. And I get it, like you know, I have my days like that too. But ever since then, bro, it's left a sour taste in my mouth. And so I was just like, I'm Team Yon. Fuck it, we going with Peter Yon. And I was so goddamn mad <laughs> when he did not win. Like I did not understand. Like can I? Is it literally just the control that won him the fight? It like, was, control yeah. nothing. Like, he, all he did was take his back. Do you get, like, 10 extra yeah. bonus points for taking somebody's back rather I than having him in a full I mouth? Don't like, know. I don't know. I don't understand. He, two for 22 makes no sense. Like, yeah. And I get that the two times he got him, he, he held him there for a Forever. long time. But it wasn't even like he was trying to throw submissions or nothing. He was just going for yeah. control. 
and he had a little hits, but when he got back on his feet, like you could tell Jan had the advantage. He had more significant strikes. I think he might even have more total strikes. He had five five minutes and 51 seconds of control time himself, which is only a three-minute difference. Um, I, I just I, – yeah, I, don't, I don't get it. But for Aljo, it, it, I, I feel like the only reason why he got that fight is because when you're the champion, all you have to do is just enough for you not to lose the belt, and that necessarily win it by a clear decision. He literally won it by a split. I'm just trying to figure out where yeah. the hell did y'all see that he was in like yeah, he had control of his back, but but that, that can't equal points all the time. Like they need to make a clear definitive rule for what that what, what that should count as. Because it just you like, it was oh it was it was, it was, it was frustrating. Uh, I give Aljo the props because like the last time they fought, he came out super hyped up, and this time he really was like No, he was more poised. Smart, smart, like smart, like smarter about it. And like he didn't want to punch with him, he knew that he knew that. And so like it, it, it ended up just being a boring fight. But yeah, they're gonna have to run it back again. I mean, Peter's gonna he's gonna get there back there, anyways. Do you think so? Yeah, they'll get they'll get him back in there. He's got to win like I, I don't fight. know, bro. He's got to yeah, win for he, someone else, and then so who do you think's next though? They they talk. He said he called out Dillashaw. Who Aljo? Because that I mean, has he fought TJ yet? I don't think he's fought TJ. So. So I, before he fought uh, Peter Yan, he he choked the shit out of. Corey Sanhagen. Yeah, he whipped him up. So that and uh, Corey Sanhagen lost that fight to TJ. And hot take, I don't think TJ Dillashaw should have won that fight against Corey Sanhagen. Yeah. Because in that fight, Cor- uh, Corey Sanhagen gave he dealt so much damage out to TJ. TJ had a busted eye, busted up leg, took a lot of damage in those first two rounds, but then TJ ended up getting to the ground. But it was the same thing. He just had control and he wasn't necessarily doing damage. Like after the fight, Corey Sanhagen had no like yeah, it yeah. didn't look like he was in a fight, and TJ was looking all busted up and bleeding shit. So it was just like, how, like, how are we scoring these fucking cards? Like, I don't get it. That's what happens when you have judges, man. Judges suck, refs suck, all, all everybody then, in judgment power sucks. Yeah, and then shout out to Korean Zombie. Like, we just yeah. knew he was just. I just knew he yeah. was just a step older than than. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I, he got yeah, Volkanovski was <laughs> tip shot. He was not fucking around. He was a good yeah. He, he, he not, like I've never seen a fight stopped on their feet where they were just kind of like, oh no, no, that's enough. That's uh, it like yeah. a boxing match. Like last time I seen that was like Justin Gaethje and, and Tony Ferguson, where he was, Tony Ferguson just took a jab through the middle of that. He's like, and that's it. He was waving the, he was waving the fight off himself and then backed up. But that was a great fight. And then there was another thing that was really impressive. The super, it was a Russian dude, Aleski Okanak. I don't know. I Other bald guy? Bro, 44-year-old heavyweight. His name was a bull constrictor. I have never seen anybody go into submissions or the ground game as fluent as that man. Like, every, like you know how Aljo had Sterling by the back? Or he had yeah. Aljo had PDR yeah, by the back? Yeah. And he's trying to figure out what to do? Bro, I've never seen anybody – as soon as he grabbed one hand, it was like a chain reaction of just different events. And he yeah. actually, ended up, yeah, he won by submission. The dude he fought ended up like in the octagon I mean, strike growing up. Like, actually, I saw, I saw actually a crazy uh, stat on that. Did you see that his first fight was when Bill Clinton was the president? Oh, yeah. It was like his 60th fight that dude, 60 and 16 right now. Yeah, if that's we, wild, bro. Yeah. He's 44, though. You can't, you can't, yeah. you, can't you, you can't, especially if you have like, if you're not like knocking people out left and right, like Francis, like, yeah, dude, just. Going for submissions, it takes a while to get to a submission. You're going to take a lot of damage. So I don't – that's a dangerous game to be speaking, playing at 44. Speaking of rigged fights, um, what do you think of the Will Smith-Chris Rock fight? 
I'm so tired of seeing that, bro. <laughs> hey, bro, women can be toxic too, dog. I, I, I'm not blaming what Will did on Jada, but like I'm blaming all of the bullshit shit that's been going on with Will because of her. Like he's been getting dogged out every single year for months at a time, and it's just like everybody's laughing now. People are starting to feel sorry, and then now he's banned from the Oscars, and she has yet to say anything. Like, oh, I stand by him, or you know, it wasn't right when he. Well, she did say like it wasn't right when he did, but like. It just didn't seem – it seems like – It's ridiculous. I don't know, bro. It seems like she doesn't want to be with him, but she's stuck with well, him. Yeah, do you see all the – do you see all the clips are like, I didn't even want to marry Will, and then like all like, the BS clips that come out of them talking and shit. I, I, just like, like, why, dude, what, what why are you guys together? Why are you guys That's what I'm saying. What's keeping it – like your kids are grown and gone. Like I'm actually going to a Justin Bieber concert tonight, and guess who's uh, headlining – not headlining. Willow? No, Jaden. 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 Yes, Jayden. so I'm just like – they're not at home waiting for y'all to come home and make dinner. Like you guys could do your own thing. And now he's gonna be. I don't know, man. I, I guess this is no. not how I want to remember my fresh prince. That's all I want to say. I know that's tough, man. He he looks like just battered mentally. I mean, he looks you, like yeah, he looks like yeah. it's a mental warfare. Like he yeah. has Stockholm syndrome or something. Because it's and like he, why why do you choose Chris Rock to slap him out of all the people that have been talking oh, shit to you? You're not gonna slap the Rock if he said that. Like you're just gonna be like, hey man, he go. You would send him a text. After the whole thing, if you're the whole situation was obviously super weird, but like if you're Chris, like what do you do if you're Chris Rock in that situation? Do you just do what you did, just eat it? No, you fucking you see him walking from twenty yards away. You 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 move back, get your arms up, hands up. You start to know his danger before his hand gets, and his hand didn't wind up. It was just like a quick whip out, like a yeah slap. So, I mean, you still got to be able to. Bob and weave and, and slip or something, bro. Like you just can't. And they'd be like, "Oh, it was a GI Jane joke." Like, shut <laughs> up. Like, <laughs> you know, you think he cared about that? You could have said anything, and he was going to dog piss on you. Oh, bro, for real, for real. But, I mean, but and then even uh, even Will like, that's who walks weird. up and slaps and then just walks away and then but yells the like time, and then yells from back there like. No, but now at the same I would time, slap you and be like, "What? Do something then. Do something okay. right now, Chris." Yeah, that's yeah, do something right now. And Chris. Also, it's, it all seems kind of sketched and like I do too. I like some weird kayfabe WWE storyline. I don't know, bro. That only them know. That only they're down and on them and like yeah. Oscar. Yeah, like, you know that the Oscars and the Grammys and the and the and whatever other awards they, they're all going down in ratings yeah. in like the past few years. So all TV, all TV is going down yeah, in ratings, bro. No one That's wants to saying, watch bro. it. Nobody wants to do this shit. So it's whatever. It is what it is. I'm not really tripping, bro. But yeah. <laughs> did, did you see? Did you see this article on um the gamer that got saved by his headset? Yes, with the bullet, bro. Everyone out there, all of our gamers, get you a nice headset. That's or get you a Kevlar army helmet and then put some earbuds on under Straight, bro. Just imagine you're sitting there playing games and a stray bullet just bounces right off the top of your freaking headset. You wouldn't cool. even know what it was initially. You would think that's... No. You wouldn't... Because, I mean, it, it looked like it ricocheted and didn't go through that deep enough to where it would, like, cause them to be like, oh, shit. No. Like, yeah. It probably felt like a golf ball hitting them in the head and realizing, oh, goddamn, that was a... Boom. Just straight off the top. Yeah, exactly. Because, like just something uh, well, just whizzing. To the left or to the right would have still caused a lot of damage. Like he'd have been fucked. Or if he was sitting up a little higher or whatever, bro, it was right through his dome. Nah, I mean, yeah. What, what what else have you been getting into? You uh yeah, bro, you, you know been, me. Like what what <laughs> what type of I I'm um I actually was watching this YouTube series on the greatest 
it's a debate between it's like a goat debate in basketball. Who okay. is the best player in their peak? What was the greatest player in their peak? Out of everybody, it go and it was like Wilt was in there probably. So they they do like 18, 19 videos of a whole bunch of top tier players. They write from Will. They did Wilt and Bill Bill Russell together. Yeah. They do everybody from Jordan, LeBron, Kobe, like all these random guys from you know the six. They put like Bill Walton in there too. So it, it was crazy. It's it's crazy to see how much the game is involved and like how everybody is great in their respective era. Because like if you just put a guy, if you put LeBron ten years from like. 15, 20 years from now, there's no telling what the game might look like. But also, yeah. if you put him back in 1970, 1980, he's going to be a, a – like, there'll be no debate ever. But it's crazy, bro, because he, – He can just shoot layups. And, and, like, for me, like, it's weird. The older I get, it's, like, the more I like watching older basketball. Like, I like looking yeah. at basketball, like, in the 60s, 70s, yeah. 80s. Like, 90s are good. And then, like, I'm here for the current shit. But – and it's cool to see, like, the current stuff, too, because I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, But, yeah, bro, it's just crazy to see, like – the one thing I thought was interesting, not people, not people really take into account for so for as good as Wilt was offensively, Bill Russell was probably equally as great defensively. Yeah. Because like the year Wilt averaged 50, he actually was averaging 54 against every other team except the Celtics. So when he played Bill Russell, he would average only like 28 to 30, which is still like GOAT numbers. Like those yeah. are really good numbers. But if you're averaging 54, that's a huge drop off from 54 to 30. And then with Bill Russell, like they were like when his team, when he wasn't on the court, his team's defense was like exponentially worse than when he was on the court. So like he he changed the game defensively. And to guard Bill, like to like guard uh, uh Walt or yeah, uh, Walt Chamberlain is like it's or Will Chamberlain is it's yeah, I can't I can't imagine what it was. And if people don't really know Will, people would probably just think, oh, it's hundred points under the basket yeah. against a tiny yeah. little white guys. A lot of Will's game was like super athletic, and it wasn't brute force like what you think yeah. Shaq would be. It was more like he he was like hitting like one foot like jumpers, turnaround yeah. jump shots over people like off the glass. So he was extremely skilled. Hey, what but, who who made that series? Oh, bro, I it's I can't, I can't even tell. let me let me see. If so I, I was listen, right I, I, I was listening to uh, you know Jackie McMullen that works for the Celtics. She's a writer. Yeah, yeah, She's older. I I was listening to her talk on a podcast about Bill Russell and yeah. Kobe was someone that went to all these old greats to ask them, you know, like questions about basketball For sure. and all these things. And the one thing that she said that um, Bill told Kobe was like the, the psychological side of the game. And Bill was talking about how like guarding Wilt, he's like, yeah. if we knew we were winning, I would just like, if, I, if we we're up a lot, I, I would just let Wilt score like I'd let him get his points to make yeah. him feel good because if he got mad at me, then he's gonna fucking try to like destroy me. Yeah, yeah. No, like no, there's like a psych, psych, like psychological to that point where it's like, oh, we already got the win. Like I'll let you know, I'll let Wilt Wilt score twenty more points and he gets no, his absolutely. forty, and then I, we don't have to you know have an argument. And and that's another thing too. So have, have you? I know you probably haven't started, but anybody listening, you guys should check out the the mini the series uh, winning time. No, I did. I did. So, bro, I'm into so, it. I'm already so into it. One thing I'm like really curious about is like I like I'm starting to get really into like 80s basketball. And one thing I noticed is like Kareem, we don't understand how good Kareem was. Oh. We we weren't around for any of that. But Kareem, think about the skyhook, right? When you think Kareem, you think of the skyhook. He insane. has 37,000 points doing the skyhook. And I, I watched his documentary on HBO, which is really good. 
bro, I didn't realize how good he was at such an early. He was seven two. He's seven two now, but yeah. he's seven two in high school. He's the greatest high school could, player of all time, bro. Sure. I can't believe it. And like the, he won four city championships. He got to college. He won what three, three or three? Three because he oh, can't four. play as a freshman. No, you can't play as a freshman. Oh yeah, yeah. And so, but he, they, but they beat, four. they beat. So they beat the the freshman team, beat the UCLA yeah. major varsity, uh, team. varsity team that won the national championship. Yeah, and they it's beat crazy. <laughs> so when they got there, they were like, we don't have nothing to worry about. So, and it's crazy too, because I didn't realize that the reason why, you remember in college, I had that rule that was like, oh, you can't dunk on the rims for whatever reason. Yeah, warm up. That was literally because, no, no, not warm ups during the game. Oh, I know, like, yeah, yeah. Remember, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, that rule was literally because they were trying to stop or stop Kareem. Kareem yeah. he was just, he's just dunking everything, putting everything. And he had touch. And they said yeah. when they put that, when they implemented the rule, he couldn't like, you know, dunk and shit. They said that's when he really got better. Cause now all he's doing is touch, touch, hooks, sky hooks, left and right. So that his documentary was amazing, bro. Then when he changed his name from Louis Alcindor to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, like, I can't imagine playing for 20 years in the league after going to like college for four years and then playing for 20 years. Oh yeah. And then averaging essentially he, he had his last he year averaged, he averaged like 20, 18, 20, 14. But then yeah. but his first two years like 28 championship, 34, 38, or yeah. like 32, 34, like four, like 30 something. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. He put up crazy numbers his entire he never had a bad year. Like and he played defense too. His defense wasn't like, you know. Great, but he's like, you know, it, was, it was really, really good. But it was like his offense, if he would have had the equal type on both, it was crazy. So I watched a oh. whole bunch of series on that. And the thing and the uh, the series is called Thinking Basketball on YouTube. They have like 200,000 subscribers. Like he gives awesome. really in-depth analysis of players that you either grew up watching or they're current in ways that like you never would think. Yeah. And it's, it, I don't know, it's been like my little rabbit hole that I've been in, so – that and doing all my push-ups and working out is the two things I've been doing lately. So, <laughs> okay, I got two more things before we finish up. Um, first one, real quick. I'm in House of Cards. I'm in deep. I know I'm late to the party. I know. I know Kevin Spacey's a weirdo, but he is one of the best acting jobs I've ever yeah. seen in my life. Does he have an Oscar? I don't know. They probably took it. Because if, if, if they're gonna ban Will, they need to ban that dude too. But keep going. But so that's crazy show. I know I'm way late to this. Everyone I yeah. talk to about it, like, geez, you're way behind. But Unbelievable, unbelievable show. unbelievable show. It makes you think about a lot of things. So when you before you saw it, I'm sure like you probably, you know, had your thoughts about what it could potentially be. But did you probably did you think it was more so about like politics and I thought it was it's, it's, gonna be slow like, politics. I thought it was gonna be like really yeah, like politics. I'm just like yeah. uh, I don't care about this legislation. Yeah, like, yeah, like, you get, some, and shit. But you get like the black ball. You get like the blackballing. You get the Yes. Power that's what the people. show is not like the that's like all the side course of like oh legislation and passing bills and that. Yeah. It's all about the dirty, grimy shit dirty. that they do in between that to get those shits passed and get it control on your side. Like controlling people. So now every time I see like when they have like the, the votes for like the house and they need this, yeah. like, I'm always thinking shady shit now. Like I'm like <laughs> if if they're watching it, it's just like why would people change their stance? Oh, it's because Remy's, Remy's out there. Remy's out there. Yeah, out money. Yeah, bro, it's corporations are getting dirty. Uh, politicians yeah. are getting dirty. Like you had like Peter, Peter Russo was a dirt man. Russo. He was a sleaze. Russo, yeah. Russo was that, just, just, yeah. and I can guarantee you now, like when I went to DC just this past week, all I can hear in my head is just 
House of Card themes and yeah. just thinking of Frank Underwood, which I am not going to lie for. I loved his character. I loved his character. Oh, he makes the whole show. Oh, bro, great. And then That's why what's he starting on now? What's he's, what's he's I'm finishing on? up two right now. So they just oh, had bro. The, they just so, had the, so it doesn't get bad until like season four. Okay. Season so five, got, sorry. After season four, it starts, it goes nose up. So I still got a good full season or two. Oh, bro, you got like three seasons of just like, oh, this is a great show. And then yeah. all of it gets back. Yeah. So it's basically it falls, it crumbles. House of Cards, just like in the in the intro. Doug. Doug is an underrated character in there. Doug great is a good character. one. Great Sociopath. He has a Sociopath. crazy backstory, but he, he's he everybody needs a Doug. <laughs> and, and look, and so so right. So we have a neighbor, right? Our neighbor is he lives like I know you we live next to Johnny and them, but like down the street in that castle house, we met those neighbors. And I, I meet the guy, and he's super rich, dude. He has, like, a super successful business. Isn't that ed- edible arrangements? Edible arrangements, yeah. So, like, super successful. He had his assistant. He has an assistant. But he was, like, yeah, he's, like, ex-military. He's, you know, this guy. <laughs> yeah, 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 he helps me with everything. Like, yeah. Because he, he did do – so the guy was taking me in the, in the ride in his his new Tesla Plaid, which yeah. is a crazy car. It feels like a roast, uh, roller coaster. And probably not. I, I, I don't know. But <laughs> as we're about to pull out the driveway, like the dude just walks up to him with his nose. Yeah, I think you need to see this. You know, give, giving him something. But I'm just like, God, yeah. that's Peter Russo. Yeah, not Peter Russo. That is uh, Doug, Doug. Doug. And the, he was just like, who needs a, a ex military assistant unless you're Frank Underwood? Like, yeah. So now I know that, like, Rich, this really guy very wealthy. <laughs> he's he's yeah. probably he's been a lot of places. Oh, bro, twice in a lot of things. Last thing on the podcast. The Lakers just officially fired Frank, Frank. Vogel, your ex coach. Yeah, I saw that well, I mean, duh. I mean, we all we all we all heard that, but well, give me your thoughts on that. Do you think that Frank got pinned there? Yeah, he's for sure the scapegoat. He's yeah. a, for sure the scapegoat. Him, um, Russell Russ, Westbrook. Like they the scapegoat, bro. When we when they put that team together, you know that those guys are a little older, they're a little past their primes. That it's not the same type of style of play that it once was for them. Yeah. What do they think? And like, I, I'm like, I know some of those guys, I mean, like AD is super cool. But like he also gets hurt a lot too. Like, yeah, you just have to know, like you were, there was a recipe for disaster. Like, and the, coach, what, the head coach always takes it on the chin when it comes yeah, down you, to it. Bro, you remember uh, David Blatch or whatever when, in, uh, in uh, <laughs> Cleveland, Cleveland, he won a championship his first year and got the boot. Like the next won. year. He got halfway through year. it, like halfway through that year, actually. No, nah, he won it. No, he won no, it. And then they I'm came saying, back No, I'm saying he won the title. Didn't he? Didn't they get rid of him halfway through the next season after the title? Oh yes, yes, right. That's yeah. insane. That's insane. And Tyrone Lue takes over. And so now I hear that they're looking at Nick Nurse to take that job. I did just so see another that. Another former coach Nurse. going to the Lakers. <laughs> I don't know, bro. The Lakers, though, bro, because this is no matter what you do, win or lose, like you really. I know the coaches have a ton of you know, input on the game. But when you're coaching LeBron and his friends, <laughs> like he's going to get, he's going to get the credit, bro. He's yeah. going to get it. He's this going to get it. So, I mean, that's, it sucks for us, bro. Cause he's a an MVP and they're making him look like he's just like some crappy two way player. I don't like it. <laughs> but, um, All right, man. Shout out Matt good. McClung and the guys. Nice. Shout out to Matt McClung. He had a career high last night. Shout out Riff Raff. Riff Raff, baby cousin. Who, Austin Raves? Reeves? No. No, Riff Raff is cousins with Matt McClung in real life. No Google way. It. Google it. 
I thought that I thought Matt McClellan was Max's nicest cousin. They look a little. They uh, they got that Russian look to him, that Slavic uh, jawline. Shout out, Max is nice. Shout out. All right, y'all, check us out. Follow us on the IG. You can see everything we're doing there. Appreciate yeah. you guys. Peace. Peace. Good morning, good evening, good night. Yeah. Welcome to the show, what a wonderful delight. Uh. Yeah, Patsy and T-Rods, better chop up on the mic. Just sit back, have a laugh, catch a vibe, and enjoy the ride. Yeah.